Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, June 24th. As we have a lot of things happening, both in the earnings, we had some earnings come through. We've got some economic news coming out uh, here in just a few minutes. And on top of all that, we had a great day yesterday. What more could you ask for? The question is, can we follow through today and end up over the next two days with a strong June finish? That will be key. We have the GDP number, final number coming out this morning. Looking forward to that and more news coming up here in just a second with Dave. But before we do, let's just address one of the things that we're majorly concerned about, and that's risk. How much risk do you have in your portfolio? And do you know what that number is? Folks, as we get higher and higher in the markets and the volatility becomes more and more, that makes knowing your volatility, knowing your risk number, even more important now than ever, especially if you're five years out or closer to retirement or you've already retired. And my guess is, is most of you don't know what that number is. Give us a call and let's find out for sure what your risk number is. 863-382-0037. And with that, good morning, Dave. Four, five, seven, ninety. Ma'am, sunglasses at night. Rehab is available, Corey. It's 8.39 now, 21 before 9. Time to check in on your money and see what's happening on Wall Street. Feast or famine week here. First couple, three days of the week, we had very little to talk about because the government was saying nothing. Now, all of a sudden, we got a data flood today. Let's get to it with the resources of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who's on the phone right now. Philip, good morning. How you doing? Hey, good morning, David. Doing well today as we, uh, we're getting closer and closer to the end of the second quarter, and it looks like we're having a nice little bounce back off of yesterday. It continues to, to climb even this morning. Uh, yeah, yesterday was, I, I mean, I was, I, I like calling yesterday days kind of like a typical one. Yeah, it was in the red, but when you talk about, you know, 21 hundredths of a percent down on the biggest losing index, that was almost a routine day because you expect that kind of movements. And now it's heading up by a little more than that today. So if we take back what we gave up, everything looks semi-normal by, by stock market standards, doesn't it? It really does, and we continue to see that, and, and they are all heading up this morning, too, just so you know. Uh, and the NASDAQ actually closed at another, uh, I think, a record high yesterday. That's right. They they were the one index that did go up. We cleared 14,271.73, which I think is a new closing record, not even a uh, not even an intraday. Uh, so we're looking up 18 points yesterday on the NASDAQ. Everything else, like I said, 2100s down on the Dow, 1100s of a point down on the uh, S&P. It was relatively routine, which ain't bad. Uh, that brings us up to this morning, and we've got a flood of macro stuff. We start out with the one that we've been kind of anticipating that could really move things, and that was the final report on the gross domestic product. We did grow, and we did grow at what the government thought we did. The final number, a 6.4% increase in the gross domestic product in the first quarter. Nobody's disappointed to hear that, I assume. Uh, absolutely not. I mean, that's a, a, a roaring good number. And uh, after coming off of last year, that's good to see. We need growth um, to come out of this uh, pandemic and to continue to go forward. That's the first quarter of the year. So it's going to be interesting again to see how we follow through the next three quarters. And can we keep it 
you know, within the range that uh, everybody doesn't want inflation to go crazy, but we need enough inflation to make the Fed happy. Absolutely. And to keep our federal debt a little bit more manageable as well, because a little bit of inflation means that at the very least, the money that we borrow costs less to pay back. Uh, I'm starting to see some projections for the second quarter gross domestic product. One came out this morning projecting that and nothing like stimulus checks to help with that. Uh, This one source is saying they're expecting second quarter to look at like an 8.75 percent gross domestic product growth. Boy, do those stimulus payments make a difference, don't they? Now, evidently, they do, Dave, because that's a that's a crazy high number. Um, you know, I, I go back and start thinking about what kind of numbers have I seen uh, over the last 10 years, and we've not seen anything like that. Yeah, this kind of number you expect China to put out instead of us, right? That's right. Absolutely. Hey, we're used to seeing those numbers from China. Yeah, and we know they're flat-out lies, too, which is kind of interesting as well. Uh, The other number that comes out that we talk about is uh, jobless claims. Every Thursday morning, the government reports the prior week's jobless claim. And that was a little bit of a disappointment. We were expecting uh, under 400,000 jobless claims back up one of the highest numbers we've had, I think, since back in April, 411,000 first-time claims. But the uh, continuing claims actually went down, which kind of doesn't add up in my mind. Well, they did. They, they, they dropped uh, to 3.39 million, which was good because they're off the 3.5 million from last, uh, the last week. Now, the other thing, though, is, is that on the jobs front, initial claims, uh, that, it was a miss, right? They expected 380, 379, somewhere in that ballpark, came in at 411. But that is down, Dave, compared to last week. Last week, it was, came in at 418,000. So, um, so, so it is a, a little better than last week, but not as, as good as expected. Yeah, we're, we're not overly happy with it one way or the other. The other information that came out is durable goods orders, the stuff that lasts. And once again, growth, but still a miss. We were expecting like a 2.8% increase in uh, durable goods orders out of the companies that we trade stock in. Only grew by 2.3%. And when you take cars out of there, uh, except transportation, it also was a miss by about half of what they expected in the growth rate. It's just kind of one of those, we're going in the right direction, just nowhere near as fast as we want to, which, given the fact that the market is concerned about inflation, might actually be one of those bad news is good news combinations, wouldn't you suspect? Well, it, it probably is, Dave, and, and it's definitely a much better number than uh, last month, because last month durable goods were down eight-tenths of a percent. So, so to be up 2.3, even though it's not what they expected or wanted, it's definitely going the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, we do need to make note that it's a, uh, it's a complete reversal from last month's Armageddon level news that we had as well. Uh, got it back up to yesterday. We had new home sales put out yesterday as well, and that fell by 5.9% of that same column I was quoting that projected GDP growth. Uh, was saying that because we're running out of supply on the housing market, that 8.75% they were projecting is a little bit less than they thought originally, because now all of a sudden a hot housing market might actually be putting a drag on the gross domestic product. Well, that's true. You've got to have homes to sell. And uh, with the cost of everything the way it is, uh, lumber, other supplies, and then the supply chain issue trying to get them built, it mm-hmm. is definitely putting pressure on new home sales. And it was a miss. It missed by about 90,000 uh, in the month of May. And, and so that I've got to account to mostly um, supply chain issues because I think if you build a home, it'll sell. 
um, at this point. Pretty much because we've got more demand than we have supply looking at the sales the way they're going. I know that you also have some, believe it or not, uh, that a week after we figured earnings season was pretty well over, some household names actually have reports, don't they? We do. We do. And it's, it's uh, you know, it just amazed me when I looked at my, my sheet this morning. So, oh, man, this one, this one, this one. OK, so uh, so we did have uh, Accenture. I know that was not a household name, but it's a consulting firm in the business world. <clears throat> They're very well known. Uh, they beat mm-hmm. estimates by 17 cents a share. Revenue did uh, did better than expected as well. Uh, they are they're up almost four percent this morning, uh, going forward, which is which is good for them. The other uh, this household name Rite Aid, the drugstore chain, they reported uh, earnings of thirty eight cents a share. That was sixteen cents better than expected, so almost double better. Uh, revenue though was slightly short of Wall Street expectations, um, and so they uh, they're getting beat up this morning, uh, pretty bad. They're down almost twelve percent this morning, Dave. Did they say anything about vaccine distributions helping them? They they did not. None of that. Did I notice that was that was one of the things Walgreens was talking about when they reported. I was wondering if that was a positive for uh, the second tier down in the big drug chains. Not sure how they're really faring on that front. Uh, the I got two more that are really household names: Darden Restaurants, that's Olive Garden, and the chain that they have. Um, they beat uh, earnings by, oh, about 20 cents uh, a share, a little over 20 cents a share. And then uh, get this, same store sales, mm-hmm. uh, 90% compared to uh, a year ago. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, you got to like that. They're up 1.3% this morning. And then uh, I've got KB Homes. We're talking about new home sales uh, just oh, yeah. a minute ago. And they uh, they beat by 18 cents a share at a dollar fifty. Uh, revenue though missed Wall Street expectations, despite their selling price has increased by 13 um, percent, and they've got a 145 percent surge in new orders. Um, so they they've got a lot of good things happening, but they just can't keep up right now, and so they are uh, they're trading down uh, 3.7 percent this morning. I've got one more for you. Steel case, not a household name, but it is a office furniture manufacturer. They make office furniture um, and they lost less than expected, uh, which is good. Revenue beat expectations from Wall Street. They're up four and a half percent this morning. Well, now that they're telling people to get their buns back into the office, you got to buy them a chair. That's right. And I'm sure, you know, they they need new ones to entice them to come back. (laughs) Exactly. Resetting the table for the morning. It was an off day for the two blue chip indexes, a a modest up day for the NASDAQ yesterday, 45 minutes before we open this morning. Philip, what are we looking at today? We are uh, we're in the green on the indexes. However, they have given up uh, quite a bit since all the jobs numbers and stuff have come out. We got the Dow up uh, 143 points. That's a little over four tenths of a percent. S&P 500 is in that same uh, same percentage, up uh, almost $18 right now, which is a little over four-tenths of a percent. Uh, the, the NASDAQ is up uh, $81 or about a half a percent. So, so things looking good on that front. Silver and gold, well, silver's flat right now. Gold is uh, up less than a tenth of a percent, so we can call it flat too. Crude oil, though, Dave, heading the way you and I like it, down 
1% to $72.33 a barrel. That's, I think, uh, over $1.50, maybe even more uh, from where it was yesterday morning. Well, thank heavens for small favors because I'm going to be gassing up my car an awful lot starting on Monday afternoon as I head north. So may it continue going down. <laughs> yeah, that would be, be a good thing. I noticed that gas prices dropped at that, uh, my local uh, gas station on my street there. Now, I need you and Scott to talk the price of gas down while I'm out of town for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Overseas markets, mixed bag on the Asian rim at the close this morning. Japan was flat after a couple of real big up and down days they've had earlier this week. Other mainland Chinese markets in Hong Kong, all basically a little bit, tiny bit to the positive, and that's it. Europe is up modestly, but eh, half a percent is half a percent. That's pretty much the average across the board. Philip, advice always needed to make sure a retirement is stable, secure, and as risk-free as is wise. That takes a pair of eyes with some expertise and stability in mind. How do I find you to use your eyes? Dave, give us a call at 863-382-0037. And catch us on our website at statlerfinancial.com and join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. Alrighty, and back here, we'll be around uh, through the weekend and on Monday morning, and I will see you when I get back to town. Fair enough? Sounds good, buddy. I will be out the next two mornings that we meet, uh, and so uh, you and I won't talk again for probably at least two, three weeks, huh? Something dumb like that, so you have a pleasant one, and like I said, you and Scotty work real hard to talk the price of gas down for me while I'm gone, would you please? All right, buddy. You have a safe trip, safe travels, and uh, and we'll talk to you when you get back. Thank you so much. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, I will be out for, uh, like Dave said this morning, out a couple of days. I'll be out Friday and Monday uh, spending time with family that's in town. And so, uh, hey, you guys have a great weekend and, uh, and we will catch back up with you on Tuesday. Until then, have a great one.